We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's. I am Danny Morang, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. Brandon, the Blazers are on an 0-2 streak on the road on a three-game road trip, dropping games, winnable games, in Charlotte and the next night again in Philadelphia to a shorthanded Philadelphia 76ers team that did not have a Joel Embiid, a Tobias Harris, and of course a Ben Simmons, and then a Danny Green went down at halftime. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling? Uh, not great, Bob, to use the uh, GIF from Twitter uh, from Mad Men. I, I think it's it's a tough time right now. It's yeah. seven games in. I, I really don't feel like people are panicking panicking but i think people are starting to feel like hey you you can't afford too awful a start in the western conference you don't want to be buried early because then some of these teams are going to click they're going to get better and the last thing you want is to be at the bottom of that so i don't think people are panicking but i think people are noticing some real uh negatives with this team mm-hmm. and some inconsistent play from a few others so reminder this is the jack ramsey's podcast is the mailbag edition that we do weekly uh, if you're watching along on youtube remember you can just go ahead and click the subscribe button help us grow we're trying to get to 2000 by thanksgiving and we are available anywhere you get podcasts jacked ramsey's download it like it rate it review it do all of the things uh we appreciate it and yeah the, the they're in a precarious position and the more i think about it the more I'm getting more and more comfortable with a 47 win line. <laughs> I know we're only seven games in, but I'm like, yeah, they're going to drop some stupid games. And by the end of the year, everybody's going to drop stupid games because that's what this league looks like right now. Whether it be the change in the contact rules and officiating, whether it be the new ball, whether it be things returning to normal and shooting backgrounds all being varied again. You don't have this flat black in some places. Some places have fans, um, as we've already seen, uh, L.A. nightlife appears to be undefeated again uh, for the NBA. Uh, I would say Miami nightlife appears to be undefeated again as things open up. So you're going to get some more variances thrown in the schedule uh, that weren't there before where it was primarily basketball, basketball, basketball. And at the end of the year, when they're ch- when everybody's chasing wins, I think everybody's going to have a game or two or five where they look back and go, oh, right, that stupid game in Philadelphia where they were missing all of their starters and they still let them score 113 points. <laughs> Look, it happens to everybody. Like, there's always a night in the NBA where you go, what? That, that doesn't games. make any sense. It's 82 games, yeah. a long season. Um, I'm, I'm, I got to admit, I'm a little surprised. You, you feel more confident about 47 wins with a 3-4 and four start? Yeah, because uh, I, I'm kind of just kind of like, okay, we're seeing them work through some stuff. Yeah. But 
I think I'm on the lower end mostly for you're at 46, right? Uh, I might be at 45. To be okay. With you. Yeah. But, but we, I think you and I are on the lower end. I've, I've heard people just pumping gas on 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 plus. And 50 is a big number, man. Always has been, always will be. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of games to win. That, that means you're a very, very good team. Not maybe not elite, but if once you basically cross that 50 threshold, you're a good team. You cross 54, 55, you're a great team. I think yeah. that's the, those, like, it's like looking at a score in the NBA. 20 point per game score is good. 24, pretty damn good. Like yeah. 27, 28 and above. Elite. Like that dude is a bucket getter. Yeah. Um, we surprisingly don't have a truckload of questions about Damian Lillard, which I think no, just just letting it go. Thank God. Are you I think worried? More people, no, I, no, yeah. I, you're not he's right. The, no, he's earned the benefit okay. of the doubt more than Thank anything. You. you know where I stand. I have my I need to take off my hat and put on my tinfoil hat. I think something's wrong with him physically. Like I, whether he wants to admit it or not, I, I why I can't he admit that? I, I just I'm curious because I I don't. I don't think that that's a bad way of looking at it. He could be injured. Why not just? He's what always happens? he's always downplayed stuff. He never makes excuses. I mean, you heard him in the press conference last night, yeah. or if you didn't, he basically says, "I look for adversity because it allows me to show my character." But but I don't. He doesn't. He's earned so much respect around the league that when guys like that say, "Like, you know, I'm dealing with a finger injury right now," but I feel which like he I'm was dealing close. with earlier this year that right. nobody really talked about. But why not? I, I just I don't think a guy like that is viewed as an excuse maker. I think people would just say, "Oh, that sucks." He played in the Olympics. He's starting out the year a little banged up. Yeah, and, and I don't know. That's just kind of how he's been. But mm-hmm. again, this is me just pulling strings. That's that's because it. That's the only thing that really makes sense outside of a slump. But this isn't just any slump. We, we talked about last night in the post game. How many times have you seen him blow by? How many times have you seen him like really accelerate, decelerate? Like look like Dame, and not just the shot making, but just like f- the physical profile of Damian Lillard. You know, the other thing I was thinking about too is uh, it doesn't excuse like some of the shots he normally makes that he's now missing. I- is there any part of what he's doing on the court that changes maybe the approach he's taking offensively? Oh, hundred percent. He, he's had some really good games with assists, mm-hmm. and he, he is. I, I feel like he's doing a lot of really good things for this team, but yet he just can't do the one thing they kind of need him to do the most, and that's. Score yeah, no, basketball efficiently. Yeah, that's 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 really something. Um, as far as like what what to look at for what's going on and and kind of how it's all phrasing together. But uh, overall, I, I'm not, I don't know how much of that is really impacting it. Right. So I don't. We're kind of grasping at at different things because right? nothing like, really makes sense. No, it doesn't. That's that's the reality. And unless you think it's payback to Neil. Listen, that is a tinfoil conspiracy hat that is on very, very tight, but also you're not the first person to bring it to me. Dude, I'm going to make a tinfoil hat and I'm going to leave it in my podcast closet <laughs> and I'm going to put it on maybe the next mailbag. Tinfoil time? Tinfoil time. I like yeah, that. There we go. Brought to you by Reynolds Wrap. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we need to it'll, present. It'll keep your pizza cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, we've actually got a... Uh, a very diverse set of questions today. Uh, Madam Akazia, at Madam Akazia on Twitter. Um, shout out the long time. Uh, why omit the Dame Nurk pick and roll from the game plan in the first place? What are your thoughts? I, I think that's a great question. That's tough to have an answer. I think some of that is I'm new. I'm different. I'm going to bring this element that you didn't have before. 
selling sell job. Like, I think that's kind of what that narrative is. This is was. what I do different. This is why I am a different and, and maybe a better option here. Um, but I'll give him at least credit. Like he did sell that. I don't know why he needed to. I don't think people were looking for that, but he's gone back to the well. Like he knows that it's the best thing to happen for this offense. So while I can't fully answer that question outside of just selling it, that he's a new guy, at least he was willing to adapt and, and kind of fall back in line with what was working really well for this team. So I, I'm inclined to believe what, what you're selling here. Um, mm. Like that's, that's how you change it. But 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 love a good but there is who doesn't um remember that whole thing we talked about where guys who have been in the league for nine plus years and been ball dominant players don't don't change still don't change <laughs> you know how notice how the offense and it's not like oh he Damian Lillard just refuses to or he just can't no go do any job for a decade and then have somebody come in and tell you nah you know that thing that you were awarded and built up for because you're really good at it. We want you to not do that. Yeah. That doesn't work. Especially with the guys who have egos the size of states. That That's just not a thing. Now, mm-hmm. you can get some buy-in, but how much buy-in have you seen from CJ McCollum? Good amount. When when things... You, you, uh, don't, think, you don't think you're seeing ooh, a lot of buy-in? On the offensive end? Oh, God, no. Oh, interesting. He's, I mean, he's having a good. He was having. He's a having start. a great statistical. Well, good buy-in. I guess buy-in from the system. Yeah, no, I, I no. think he's gone. He's gone back to who CJ McCollum is. Like, let I, me get down buckets. Is, this is how my bread is buttered. <laughs> I get buckets. Ex- Listen, and they've needed it. And I saw some people. Man, why did the Blazers go matchup hunting last night against the 76ers? Because the other offense sucked and blew at the same time. That's why. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you? Was, why didn't Nurkic get any shots? Because he was lazy. Yeah. Because he wasn't screening and rolling, because he wasn't diving, because he wasn't making himself available, because he was getting his ass kicked by Andre Drummond. Yep. That's why. Cove, that's a different story. Like I said last night, I, I think there's a bit of a protest action going on there because... Is so he going Marcus Smart? Silent I, Marcus Smart? I definitely... Okay, if you are going to peg somebody on this team to have a Marcus Smart type idea or thought right now, who on this team would it be? Are we talking about actually like that would say something or just the idea? Just of the that? idea, because certain people have ideas and, and certain people say things. I'm I, I'm not looking at really anybody on this team outside of Nurk as a, much of a talker. It's it's hard to not pick Cov based on the start and the amount of shots he has not gotten with Ant's emergence, Nas shooting a little more, Norm's normal amount of shots, and obviously Damon CJ. It, it's hard not to pick Cov. Because of those factors. Only so many pieces of the pie. And again, no matter what egalitarian system you run, go look at those Warriors teams. The dudes, they get the shots. Yeah. That's how it goes. And everybody always wants to get more. And we've 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 drilled down so much on Nurk contract year, Anthony Simons contract year. We've kind of like forgotten Cove contract year, and he's 30 plus years old. This is his last real deal, let's be honest. He's a, a three and D wing type, big bodied wing, um, who's a help defender who I think is gonna play for probably thirty till at least until he's 35, 36. Like I don't he doesn't really rely on crazy athleticism, some quick no. twitch, but he's not yeah. I, I see him more in the Rudy Gay mold um than, you know, somebody who really relies like well, I should say post Achilles Rudy Gay. Yeah. <laughs> But as far as like why omitting the Nurk Dame pick and roll in the first place, get back to the original question, it's because you have to put your stamp on this team. And you can't just put it on the defensive side because that stamp is going to wear off, as we've seen. <laughs> it was, uh, that, was, that, was not, that was not a wax stamp. That was one of them cheap, you know, water-based stamps. It's already kind of peeling off. I hate, I hate to be the lazy host, the guest host here, uh, co-host with you here, but i, I got to do it. What have their defensive numbers done the, after the last two games? Uh, they have fallen off a cliff. Um, that's just kind of how it goes. That's great. That's yeah, great. I mean, they aren't 29th in the NBA bad, but as far as like where they were. Uh, but if you fall sub 20, they aren't quite I guess, there yet. Okay, but if you get if you go uh, if you approach that territory, you're 20 to 22. They're 19th. They're 19th. You get a little <laughs> higher than that. And your offense got worse. I can't imagine that that's a great recipe. So, remember everybody who was singing the uh, Chauncey's taking his foothold stance. I-, I wonder if that tune is still holding, or if it's still uh, they're they're still shaking out the cobwebs of Terry Stotts at this point. I think se- I think seven games is still not enough for We're that crowd. We're thirteen games short. Stop making freaking noise. I, about I know. This. I-, I know. I'm with you here. Like that's why I didn't overreact one way or the other. This is gonna take some time. But I think for the people that are, it's it's habits. It's the former regime. Um, and then tout when it's a good night. Like, I think for those people, it truly has to be like a 25, maybe even 30 game sample mm-hmm. size before maybe some of them either admit they're wrong or take it back a little bit. And here's the thing. 
there's so much noise in these first seven games because there have been multiple blowouts that you don't really have normalization at all. So we really don't have a great understanding of where things are right now mm-hmm. because they have a 30-point blowout. They have a 30-point loss. That's just, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. So it's going to be interesting to see how they stack up at the end of things. But there are some, some noticeable trend changes before we get into a few other questions. Um, they are taking a truckload more corner threes. They are also giving up more than anybody in the league. They are getting gashed. The good news is they are getting it back in the same regard. So, mm-hmm. But flip side of that is they're taking less and making less from above the break. Really, Anthony Simons is the only one who's getting them that, and CJ, even though he's cooled down the last couple games. Um, they are doing a good job of limiting shots at the rim and contesting them when they get there. Mm-hmm. So there, there are some positive signs and definite changes in philosophy now how well those things are or aren't translating remains to be seen i think is kind of where we fall with that stuff well and i think i think we've also seen examples of even with the slight tweaks a lot of it is predicated on effort Mm -hmm. Uh, and you've had some games the effort is it's just not there did you see what did you see what doc said after the game Oh yeah, the uh, we prepared basically for what they do, and they hedge. No one hedges anymore. We knew what to do. We worked for five minutes before the game to make sure we do it because it's not seen anymore. Like I thought that was interesting. That's just like backhanded shot. Like oh yeah, we knew what their defense was. It's kind of unique to the league, but we know how to beat that. And Nobody does it anymore because everybody runs some form of drop because it's more yeah. or, or it's it's yeah. uh, not more conservative. It's uh, Easier to control. I can't, I can't think of the word I'm trying to find there, but oh, the, but the, the I, baseline I, for it. Yeah, and I think I just, you know, that's one little thing of coaching. That's, you know, and I don't particularly have Doc very high. I, I don't have him as high as other people, but for Doc Rivers. A, like, title, a title will do that. A, a title will do that, no doubt. Um, but for Doc Rivers to come out and be like, yeah, we knew what they were going to do. We worked on it for five minutes in practice and we got Does ready Does Doc for know it. Terry's gone? Like, uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to talk a bunch of shit? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like the, for anybody that's right, know, they had a weird that relationship, relationship. No, no, it wasn't weird. They did not all, like each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for Terry. Yeah. No, Terry. The, remember the whole CJ McCollum thing on the uh, the roster card. That's the, right. And he he wouldn't let him play. He was like, Doc nope. was like, no. He screwed yeah. it up. Yeah. No, there was there was a bunch of petty petty stuff that went on back and forth. It was it was glorious to see. Um, this was, this question was sent right before the uh, the road trip, but it actually applies kind of. I don't think they meant it before the road trip, but I think it more applies on the way home. Uh, this from Dustin Wilshire at Dustin Wilshire. Aggressive upcoming schedule. How do you see this playing out? So they have the Cavs tomorrow. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna we're recording here at noon uh, on Tuesday. I'm gonna probably release it Tuesday night uh, ahead of Wednesday's game against the Cavaliers, who uh, have looked very good defensively. Um, mm-hmm. They play stupidly big. Uh, Lowry is just under seven foot. Mobley is seven foot. Jared Allen is seven foot. Uh, the other, the two guys there in Mobley and, and Allen are incredibly mobile, long and springy, and do horrible, horrible things to your offense. They can't yeah. score, but they are a long, weird team to deal with. Then the Blazers have a very good-looking so far Pacers team, and then which version of the LA Lakers shows up? Uh, is it the Carmelo MVP campaign? Uh, is LeBron James playing? Is Russell Westbrook holding on to the ball? Uh, yeah. But each of these teams, you know what they all have in common, Brandon? What's that? They're all huge. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad our four-guard lineup's ready to go, baby. 
We're gonna run him right off the court. You want Evan Mobley on Ant? I dare you. I double. <laughs> I saw some people mad that that Ant was having trouble playing the four last night, and I'm like, what, what are we? What, guys, he's six four, at- six five. Like, what are you? And he weighs a buck ninety five. Like, what are you mad at? Be mad at Neil Olshay for not signing a bleepity bleeping forward. Don't be mad at Ant. I was at Jerks. least happy that Chauncey was he said basically he had to get him like, on the floor. I have, have to. to play this kid. Like yeah. I can't. I I kept him on the bench maybe too much in Charlotte. I can't afford to do that today here in Philadelphia. And you know that I know that we'll get to it at some point. But that kind of goes into the whole. I don't know how you watch this team. You don't go. If I can make this small tweak, which may seem big to most people, mm-hmm. maybe I can get back some value that adds to the areas we're a little weaker in and say, hey, we're rolling the dice with a 22-year-old. He's going to play more minutes. He's going to have a couple games that are stinkers. He's going to make some mistakes here and there. He's going to win you some games. But he's also going to win you games or keep you around in a lot of games. Think about this. They are seven games into the season. In each of their wins, he has been an an integral part of that. Oh, absolutely. If I told you that, that he was going to be this important to this team right out of the gate, would you have believed it? Not this important, no. No, that that would have been higher than expectations I had for him. Yeah, and so I think Chauncey has seen that and gone, okay, this guy's got to be out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't like to play win-loss, win-loss, but when you're looking at these games, when we came into this road trip, I said one and two, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. And I, I ironically, I picked the Philly game as the game they were most likely to win. You said that was your – I think we have you on the record, like, of the nine – because I went down the nine-game run mm-hmm. – and I think you said Philadelphia was the most confident win mm-hmm. for you on in that stretch. Yeah, I figured that they could play straight up with Embiid and do some things, and they. What if I told you Embiid opposite. and Harris were going to be out? What would you would have? I been mean, Logic would have been like, "Oh yeah, Stone Cold lead pipe lock, <laughs> boy, and you know, ratchet that one up, baby, send it in." Right. Um, right. Which is hilarious because the line last night was two nineteen, and they crushed that. So, yeah. Good times. Good times. Um. Yeah, I just it's it's a weird, 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 weird league, man. Um, but uh, overall, I, I look at that the upcoming games and I go, oh, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. The thing that the Blazers deal with horribly: size and athleticism. Great. Yeah, but the the good thing for them, at least in this matchup tomorrow, uh, there isn't a ton of shooting they have to cover. Well, that that you're and you're buying at a low spot, right? Like a lot of people are not maybe going to give them as good a chance. I think the beauty for them is they're playing against length and athleticism the benefit for them is they have a lot of experience over this team. Mm-hmm. And so again, difficult matchup tough, but if these vets want to turn this around a little bit and get back to 500, you've got to almost play mind games with these mistake prone young guys. You've got to trick them and not allow them to pull you into the style of basketball. They want to play, which they play a weird, creepy kind of style, but it's also really, really fun. Garland Sexton, um, Mobley and, and Allen are, are, Pieces, I think, well, I know they want to build around Garland and Mobley. Everything else is kind of a wait-and-see situation, but mm, we'll see. Uh, Dustin Wilshire also had a follow-up question. Uh, worried, but feel like if Dame can get right, the rest will fall into place. Does that make me crazy? He can't mi- keep missing shots at this pace, right? I've seen more than a few people say, well, if Dame just hit his shots, they'd be like, Five and two or six and one. And I don't like to play that game, man. That's a butterfly effect. That's not good. Cool. Also, in those same games, the bench isn't going to go nuts because Dame's going to continue getting usage and things are going to slow down and play to his style. And Chauncey's less likely to keep the bench out there who's playing incredibly well. So there's there's trade-offs to this stuff. 
Yeah, and that, that was something I was going to bring up if nobody asked it was uh, we both are in the same boat of thinking Dame's going to turn this thing around a little bit mm -hmm. for himself, and that's great. I do wonder what the ripple effect is if Dame's shooting more and playing more aggressively to the style in which we were accustomed to seeing the last few years. From the like, 12 assists down to the 7 assists. Because... To the 7 assists, and then how many shots are you taking maybe from Ant? How many shots are taken away from, from maybe Norm or CJ or Rocco continuing not to get looks? Like There is a, an impact with that. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, well, if Dame plays well, they're undefeated. Well, that's not how life works, right? Yeah. So I think there's an impact. I don't know how great or how long that will last, but... There's an impact to Dame getting it going, no doubt. They will be a don't get it twisted. They will be a better team when Damian Lillard plays better. Yes, that like, yeah, no, I'm not saying they're going to be better. That's worse, unquestionable. No, no, yeah. I I've had some people say this is kind of the same thing to me and it's like that's not what I'm saying. But you can't just say well if. Right. It that doesn't work. You can if in one hand and If you know, the Chiefs had a healthy offensive line, they wouldn't have gotten obliterated in the Super Bowl. Yes. But we can't play that game. They no. got hurt. It is what it is. So you kind of have to work through that. But I don't, I mean, he could keep missing shots at this pace. I hope not. Uh, it will be a terrible, terrible travesty if this was like a legitimate case of the yips, like a Markel Fultz kind of thing. Like that. No. I, I, no, I, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying yeah. that would be just absolute insanity. Um, Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Joel, just Joel, at Mr. Yolius, uh, asks, what's your favorite blazer hat? Um, folks, I don't know if you know this, but I have a lot of them. Favorite blazer hat? Man, that's... I don't know. I kind of like the tradition. Uh, like, I'm kind of a dad hat guy now. Like, the fitted mm -hmm. hats. I like fitted hats. But there's only a few of them that really fit me because I have a weird-shaped head. I got mm -hmm. big ears. I, my forehead's tiny, so, like, part of it sticks up a little too high for my Oh, liking. you get the poof at the top? Yeah, I got yeah, the poof. Not a problem with the meathead out here. So you see, yeah, I like. See, you got a good head for it. Um, so I'm gonna go traditional red pinwheel in the front, dad hat. I I've got, uh, let's see, I've got a Mitchell and Ness throwback. 
God, they got That's, some sick stuff. They do, and it's the old pinwheel, the vertical. You know. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's definitely up there. You don't see me wear it on the show too often, because, or any of the shows too often, because I don't wear it too often. Uh, I definitely didn't wear it on Outsiders, just because I didn't want to wear it outside in any time between you know December and June in Oregon. Um, I think I only own like three legitimate white hats anymore, and that's one of them. Uh, Ooh, what they say about people that wear white hats? What's that? They like white. Oh, I, I don't. I almost no white, but it was just so pretty. I was like, oh, God. Like when, like when I open the closet, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. Just, oh, oh, yeah. back and forth. Um, it's it's that white. Uh, then I've got that one, and then I've got, uh, I, honestly, the, the red the red snapback that I wear all the time. It's probably one of my, my, my most comfortable hats. Like I had, my wife got me, I don't know, 10, 15 snapbacks over like the last couple of years. Probably more than that, to be honest. Um, the typical, you know, Hey, saw this at the mall. Here you go. Got this for you. Love you. Mwah. Um, she went to the mall. That's dope. Uh, yeah, no, she'll, she'll, I mean, not a lot of that going on right now. No. And even, uh, pre COVID she, I won't say where, but she was a manager of a big store for a long oh. time there. So oh, okay. Okay. Very. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But what'd you think uh, of the new unis? Yeah, that's right. We haven't talked about those. Have we? Um, never brought it up. I had seen a sneak peek of them and I knew the gist of what the design was, but I hadn't seen it like on anybody yet. And I was like, oh, oh. leaning into the plaid. Shout out the uh, Jack Ramsey's podcast. We are, we are sponsored by plaid. Um, I like them. Uh, I think I would have changed the fonting on the Rip City to be not the 2000s era. Mm. I think that's the only thing I really would have changed. Otherwise, I like them. I like the fact that the if you're going to integrate a sponsor, there's no more stupid green. Like yeah. the, the StockX sponsor, like matches the uniform now. Yeah, at so least like, Bitcoin is in the background of it. Yeah, you're 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 hiding it. Um, I I have a Dame. I just bought a Dame Portland black jersey, like the traditional mm. road. Yeah, yeah. And I, because I couldn't find the red Rip City like that, Which or is the glorious. red Portland one. That's yeah. my, that's my favorite jersey they have. But they were sold out, so I got the Dame black one, and I have the, I have the BioFreeze. Oh, label, you found, like, oh, you found the the ones from last year? Yeah, yeah, I got. Well, I got it last year. Oh, that's okay. when I, because I, I, I'm getting back into like wearing a couple players that I like. I, I like to rock their jerseys in the summer. Like, just put a jersey on. Oh, and yeah. skateboarding. What, what? You still skateboard? I mean, I longboard. Okay, sorry, I shouldn't have said skateboard. Yeah, no, I was like. Are you aware that's gonna kill you? <laughs> or like, or like hiking or a bike ride? Like, I yeah, like no, to no, one hundred percent. I'm gonna get that new Giannis one. Their their city edition. That, oh, that's a, a glorious jersey. That thing is beautiful. So, Nike has screwed up a ton on these jerseys over the years. This year, I think for the most part, they did a good job. And the big thing is, they went number one throwback, which is always a hit, and they kind of riffed on it. Yeah. And then they got the ribbing, like all of the designs is in the ribbing now, in the piping, and that. Like the the Bucks one with the stacked blocks just looks. I love it. So good. Yeah. Um, well, actually, one of the things I'm hunting is a uh, signed Giannis jersey for a the, signed uh, Giannis for the man cave. Yeah. I don't. So, I, I leave. I leave that for like very very select few players. So here's my thinking. Get a Giannis jersey, mm-hmm. rock it for a while, go to a game, see him in the. I can't do that. You know that. I can't ask. Why? Because it's on the pass. I can't do that. What if it's what if it's not media, Danny? What if it's like fan, Danny? Um, I will say this: if anybody there sees me doing it, I will be summarily thrown out. 
You might, but also local my, columnist my... did it with his nephew at a Steph Curry playoff game. And... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yep. Look, at it, it's not rare. That that does happen. I know like something like if you're a beat writer, you shouldn't do it. But if you're like us, you're like fringe people. <laughs> like I may or may not have gone to a Knicks game and I had I saw a friend in the back and he was a huge Knicks and Mellow fan and he was too shy. And I I was like, yo, Mellow, huge fan right here. You want to take a picture? And he was like, oh, cool. And so my friend asked and shot a picture for him. OK, I might, like, I might, you know, might have to work it in innocently listen i might have to work it in so um back to this that was a hell of a derail that was pretty good sorry um, no, no 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 it was awesome i mean I, I i was like oh god um this one i've gotten asked a few times but bob bradstreet sent it in on twitter at bob bradstreet bradstreet racing when does nance to the starting lineup for covington start to ramp up a bit i think it's ramping up already yeah i mean how many games do you think they give cove before they're like maybe you're better suited to come off the bench we'll let larry play here number one he's not because they need Cove to be Cove. They don't need another guy who like touches the ball a ton in the starting lineup. That's part of that. Number okay. two, Cove's the older guy who's paid more. Yeah. But people are going to clamor for it because it's backup quarterback syndrome. Right. Cove started off like dog water last year. Let's, let's really not, bad. Let's not get it twisted. It was he could not hit anything. Yep. Uh, and people are like, what? They gave up two first round draft picks and then he had a career year. Welcome to the NBA where averages are average for a reason. You can have some really bad times, some really low times, and then you average it out of the season. That's what Chauncey said. He said, I went through stretches. I'm not, Dame is not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about our defense. Yeah, because consistency of effort and execution is easier to control. Again, I am going to drive this home for 82 games, and by then you are going to kill me. Okay. Process, process, process over results. Because the results will come as a matter of the process. If the process is trash, it does not matter. So, um, but I understand what people are saying. Cov is struggling. Nance looks, just they just look like a better team with Nance on the floor. He just has, he has the juice. Like just the way that he plays just makes sense. Cove, you don't really notice unless he does things because everything he does is outside the box score. Nance does that, but also he has some offensive creativity where, interior playmaking where he's already bonding with with Cody Zeller on short rolls and on little tuck passes and drop passes and working with Anthony Simons in the pick and roll which oh boy is that becoming a ton of fun my my favorite lineup for them I and I say this not having looked at the plus minus of a mm. group but um my favorite group to watch so far is when it's Dame Ant Larry Nance uh Cody Zeller and Nazir Little. That's so, that's my favorite five. That turns into our bench plus Dame unit, which, um, coincidentally enough, uh, I can grab here from Cleaning the Glass, which I have open. Um, they Great are website, by the way. Go subscribe to it. It is. Shout out Ben Falk. Um, just so we're clear, Brandon. Yes. Oh, no. You're going to tell me it's like a minus 18, aren't you? Uh, plus 40.2. Hey, my eyes actually matched up with some stats. I'm like, this group is good. And then when they mix Dame out and bring CJ in, I'm kind of like, mm. it is a, there's only 40 possessions of, of trackable data, non-garbage time data. Uh, but it is a 132 and a half offensive rating. And it is a 92.3 defensive rating. It is by far and above their best lineup right now. So it, it, how many it, minutes it, are the averages together? Because we need to up, we need to up it, we need to it, up it. 
it ha- it is what I am calling the good vibes offense. It is. Everybody feels like they're a okay saying Dame's this gonna is my shoot rule. the most. Yeah. Yes, everybody in that group knows. Like Ant's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna spell Dame a couple possessions. Nas is like, I'm gonna hustle, get boards, play defense. When I get no. out and run, it's mine. I'm gonna dunk it, Larry. Yeah. I'm gonna go clean the glass and do what do I can Larry to get things. a hand. Yeah, and Cody's the same way. Like I just. Everybody knows Rolls. perfectly on that role what they're supposed to be. And if you look at that starting unit, what do you have? A bunch of guys who are trying to figure out their roles, who want more or want shots, are looking yeah. for something else. Yep. And in that next unit, everybody's like, nah, I'm good here, man. What did you just call it? You just called it the... The good uh, vibes offense? The good vibes offense. And I, it's funny that you said that. Maybe I stole this from you because you've said this before, but I just watched this game with my wife and I said, it's just this... This group has such better energy mm-hmm. working together where, look, the starting lineup has its moments. I won't refute it, but they've had some real moments this year where I'm like, they just look like a group that doesn't want to play together. Oh, the and body language last night was awful. It's not great. It's just not you, great. There was a lot of, yeah, you know, head cocked, hand up in the air, staring. This is, you know, bleepity bleep and bleep. Um, I saw Larry basically get out there with the starting unit. Uh, and play some of that small ball center the other night against was it Charlotte, and it, he you could just see him like, what the, f- what is this crap? You How know? did we get worse with these two guys on the floor and I, the other two guys off the floor? It's weird, man. It's weird. So that unit, the only real shortcomings they have is they're a little sloppy with the ball. They've got a higher turnover rate, which makes sense. It does. Um, Nas gets a little, you know. Lost puppy with the ball sometimes, which yeah, too it, too much energy. It, but I love it. it yeah. Just it, 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 every game just gets tightened up, just channeled in a little bit more. Um, Lance tries or Lance uh, Nance Cody. tries to do oh. some things, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cody just keeps getting hit in the face. Uh, they don't generate a ton of free throws, and they don't force a ton of turnovers. But yeah, other than the, that, mm-hmm. the shooting. Uh, to almost 70% effective field goal percentage. Their offensive wow. rebound rate is 35%. Uh, they are keeping everybody off the glass. Uh, they are uh, they only allow 9.1% on their offensive rebounds. And their free throw rate defensively is 8.8, which means they aren't fouling anybody. So, one, it's, it's an athletic enough group to not be in a position where you get desperate and you get lazy, so you're hacking down. Two... The rebounding thing is great to hear because when you watch them, it's Cody, it's Larry, it's Nas, and sometimes it's even Ant. you got four or five guys that are crashing Hitting the, the rebounds. Board. How many times have you seen this year where Ant or Nas fly in out of nowhere yeah. and grab a rebound? You're like, whoa, that's right. Yeah. I forgot those two are really bouncy. Yep. So I, it, they just kind of cover all the bases of what you're what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The it's To me, it's more of a question of what can you do to unlock that starting unit because they're not as good as the Dame plus bench unit. And the turnover thing, look, no excuse. You know, I thought Ant had a couple possessions. He got a little lazy with the basketball last night. Um, you can live with those moments because they're teachable moments, but they're overall, their turnover numbers are awful. Yeah. No, that's... This whole idea of like, oh, it's a new system and the starters are like the bench is the playing for the other for the first time and they're playing together much better. Yep. So which which one is it? Right. Like, so that's what leads me to believe that there's just there's there's some more mental or psychological things that are going on with that starting unit with where guys are in their careers than there is with that second unit. Yep. So uh, we'll get out of here on this. Uh, this is going to be like a, a, a dual ant question. Um, 
And we'll kind of work uh, Evan's question here. This Ethan M says, uh, WTF is going to happen with Ant. Damon and CJ aren't going anywhere, and someone's got to pay him. Marcus Aaron sent in a long DM here. But uh, we'll I'll, I'll whittle it down. With, is basically, um, I know it's early, but I maintain that with this pace of play, he'll undoubtedly get a large contract. He's talking about Ant here. Or we think it'll be in the Gary Trent range of $80 million. What does that mean from a salary cap perspective? Um even if we trade CJ and Cub for Simmons, doesn't that change? That doesn't change our cap situation, right? Uh, and then Evan, uh, shout out Evan, Evan asked a question for today's pod: What needs to happen between now and the deadline to increase, increase CJ's trade value? Can anything <laughs> be done? So I want to tackle this real quick on the money side, real quick, because I know you yeah, dude, go ahead. want to dive into this. <laughs> if <laughs> you're my you're you're my Jonah Hill, go ahead. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to do this, and let me let me pull up the exact. Um, the numbers uh, yeah. just to kind of make it work just so I can walk through it all. So if you're going to trade CJ, you number one, you want to wing because you want to create space in the guard in the backcourt, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's ultimately the goal here. But if you're going to do this, uh, if you can send additional salary out, then you can lay the tax burden down a little bit more, or you could at least make it more palatable. And <clears throat> one of the things that I've maintained is if you're going to, go into the tax, then you better damn well have a good reason. Well, if you're trading for Ben Simmons, that seems to me like a good reason, Brandon. So if you send out CJ and Cove, that's, uh, let's see, next year, I think CJ's at 35, and Cove is unrestricted, but you're looking at basically, like, you know, 10, 12. So you're basically looking 40 to 45 um, between the two of them, uh, between the next two years. Um Straight up, that can't be done. The 76ers would have to send about $2.4 million back. But this would cut approximately $8 million from the tax bill for the Trailblazers, moving Cove and CJ for Simmons. That's just under the salary cap. Then you still have room there to begin with, and you have bird rights to re-sign Anthony Simons. Okay, so so he, can you help me with this? I, I, I uh, Somebody asked me this morning on my mm-hmm. radio show if he was... So is it? Comp- I know they can go above, but it, he's unrestricted. No, he is restricted. They okay, have that's, full. Con- okay, that's they have full control to match him, which is okay. what they need to do. Be- and this is why they re- they really need to say- trade CJ or Norm because they have the ability to go over the cap to maintain him, yes. and it allows them to have control longer. Now they is there another stipulation that I feel like I I might have read about Norm since he just signed? He can't be December fifteenth. So That's he can't be moved is. until December fifteenth. It's ninety days removed from a deal. Um, but are, are they going to do it? They, do mean, you think don't? Do you think he'll make a move? He has to. Financially, they Brandon, they have walked this line so bleeping much as yeah. far as like what they're going to do. Oh, we're a tax team. Yeah, you're a tax team by like four million dollars. Like, and then you the second you you had the opportunity, you cut bait. What's funny is, is they wouldn't have had to do that had they not had the Anderson Barishow, Andrew Nicholson contracts of just raining stupidity hanging over the top of them for seven years <laughs> don't get me started on those two situations but contractually this saves them roughly 10 million or excuse me eight million dollars when you add the additional two million dollars coming back so let's say and this is this is why this is the first domino to fall use of Nurkic is an expiring deal which they do not have matching rights but they do have bird rights they can go over the cap to resign him but if you want to have matching rights, you could trade him to, I don't know, Orlando for Mo Bamba? Oh, my God. Would you, would you cry? 
If you got your guy Mo up here to Portland to play with your guy Anthony Simons, I 100% would. But knowing more likely that it would be Ant traded for Mo Bamba, and then Ant went into back in Florida, back in home. But and I would feel sorry for him, but he'd be thrilled to be back home. Um, he, he could not make that. You can't do that. No, not in a million years. You, you cannot allow this thing to be let out of the box and let us see what this 22 year old is right now and uh-huh. go. We're gonna ship him out for a center to that, NBA purgatory. To NBA purgatory. And we're going to take back Mo Bamba. Like, I, you just can't sell that to the fan base. No. But I think you could do it with Yusuf Nurkic. Um, Which I would be okay with. Um, for anybody out there who thinks I'm serious, I'm mostly serious. Mm. Uh, Bamba has Bamba's always been talented, but he's been kind of a head case. Yeah. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> is his name Yusuf or is it yeah. Mo? Uh, same thing. It's uh, Yusuf Bamba. Uh, but... Again, you would have the restricted rights to match on on Bamba, which would allow you again. It kind of recreates a bit of a 2016 scenario where you've got a bunch of guys where you can match, but it allows you to string things out and then kind of figure things out from there and gives you a softer reset uh, while also being probably safer with the cap. So your lineup could be Dame, Norm, Ben Simmons, Nazir Little, Mo Bamba. Tell me, Brandon, does that sound significantly more athletic? I and then you bring Ant off the bench. Ant Nansen Zeller off the bench, and let Tony Snell get some run in the corner because apparently he's going to hit every shot he shoots. The I man, mean, dear God. the man knows corner threes, Brandon. The he man knows, knows corner, corner threes. threes. One of those threes he shot, I'm like, oh, and then it went. Just like, snap right. that, and you're like, oh, that's just how you shoot. Okay, that's just how he shoots, man. Uh, that lineup's nice. It's That's fun. Nice, it's fun, yeah. and it's a hard shift, and it gives you different ways to play. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I think what we've seen already against multiple teams is that the Blazers can only play one way, and it's guard heavy. If you get a guy like Simmons, I know we've, we've hammered this a ton, but I they know. they need somebody. If it's not Simmons, it's got to be like Gordon Hayward. It's like it's got to be somebody six seven six eight with size who can create. Like they they just don't have that at all. Um, so. That's, that's, I think that's kind of something to look at as far as like the money possibilities. It's not impossible to keep Anthony Simons if you trade CJ McCollum. It just there's multiple dominoes need to fall in order really for the team to be competitive going forward, unless something falls in their lap. And I, I yeah, I know it's kind of a, a dead horse topic for like the last five years here, but if you're moving somebody, like that's that's unfortunately the obvious guy that you have to move. Uh, a combination of, of Nurkic and and Sprague, Nurkic and Covington. You gonna trade uh, me now? <laughs> I was like, uh, I'll include my co-host as well. Um, <laughs> God, no, I know you got to get out of here, and it was on the tip of my tongue. So I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna make sure we wrap here. <laughs> so we're gonna trade you out. Um, we will have you guys covered for the pregame against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I have secured Justin Rowan. Uh, if you didn't get to catch him at the beginning of the season um, when we talked about Larry Nance Jr., uh, he is the official uh, host of the Cavs podcast, the Chase Down podcast, actually sponsored by the Cavs. Imagine that, a podcast being liked by a team. Uh, but we will have him on in the pregame. Dare to dream. Dare to Dare dream to 2022. Dream. <laughs> um, we'll have him on to preview uh, what the Cavs have done, what they look like, what to expect, and uh, just mostly just swoon over Evan Mobley. Um, and then he'll kind of ask us what the hell is going on with Portland, which I'm sure will be fun. Uh, but thank you all so, 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 so very much for all the questions. Uh, you can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's at Danny Morang at Brandon Sprague. You can email us Jack Ramsey's at gmail.com. Uh, 
That will do it for the mailbag pod. Remember, like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching here on YouTube, go ahead and click the subscribe button. Uh, help us get to 2,000 by Thanksgiving, and I'll end up doing a show on the Peloton behind me so you can watch the big fat guy choke to death while doing a show. Uh, for Brandon, I am Danny. We will catch you guys tomorrow for the pregame. Until then, take care and bye.